unlimited content and cash. A Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. What's going on, everybody that's listening to Content Cash? This is a special episode because I am actually featured on a different podcast, and I want to introduce that podcast to my audience. So go go ahead, Emmanuel. Tell them, tell them everything they need to know about your podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Are you ready? Are you ready? Welcome to Life of a Filmmaker and Photographer. I'm your host, Emmanuel Martha. <laughs> that's what's up. Where can they find the podcast? Well, you can find my podcast on Anchor's uh spotify uh google uh what else it's, it's a couple other places that i can't think of the top of my head but uh soon it's going to be on amazon uh and uh iphone with no uh and wait, i can't think i can't think of apple, it's other places it's everywhere you listen to podcasts apple Podcasts. tell them the name of it one more time so they know what to search for life of a filmmaker and photography perfect there you go so we're going to get started with this episode so you can hear we record it. And make sure you go and subscribe to his podcast, especially if you are a photographer or a videographer. And you are if you're listening to this channel. But make sure you subscribe to his podcast. Rate him five stars and give him some love. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. How you guys doing? All right. So this your host, Manuel Martha, Life of Filmmaking Photography. I got one of the dopest um, people, one of the main people who inspire me to do podcasts, uh, to like to get into doing filming, like behind the scenes, and to do photography. I want to introduce my boy Ty. Ty, welcome to the world. Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. All right, uh, Ty. So tell everybody about yourself. Okay. Um. So I'm on Flash Film Academy. Um which is an online academy that helps photographers and videographers think about and understand the business side of things. So, you know, it's a lot of people that talk about, you know, pretty pictures and how to expose this and expose that and what gear to buy, but nobody teaches you how to buy that gear. Like what, you know, the behind the scenes stuff, the ugly truth. So I, I, when I started my company, which is flash film media, I was looking for resources to learn about it. Um, and there, there just was none. The only resources I found was, you know, how to maybe get on set, you know, making coffee and work your way up to be something on set. But there was not anything out about how to build and structure a business um, to do this on your own. So um, as I started growing my business, I started, you know, taking notes and, and noticing what worked and what didn't work. I started reading books and paying for mentors until I got to the point where I learned to be consistent um, with my business and, and I learned to grow my business and it, and it, it, you know, it was, it went huge. Like it was way beyond what I believed I could do. I thought I just had a side hustle. Um, and, and I build a full fledged business that continues to grow year over year. I mean, my, our first year, I want to say we did maybe six figures in our first year. Like when things started to nice. click, it was six figures in the first year. Um, and it just, it started, it just doubled pretty much every year after that. Nice. Nice. 
What uh what made you got into doing um photography and films? I was always a, um, a camera guy. Like I always took pictures. Like I I just you know I always had my dad camcorder. I always film. I always was into editing. Um and I went to school for broadcasting. Okay. A, a little bit, but then I stopped because, it, you know, I was told to get a real job. Like a lot of people who love to do this, they're told to get a real job. And I when did that. About that. I, I did that up until I was 28. And um, I was working for AT&T and they was getting ready to lay us off. I remember uh, because they were merging with Bell South. Mm-hmm. And I drove past an army recruiting station one day. And I just stopped in there. I just like I'm, I just want to see what you you know. I played with a lot of GI Joes. I was a big Call of Duty fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, let me see what y'all talking about. True, true, true. So you know what I'm saying? So they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Um, and I'm, I'll give you a, a real good uh, juicy story. But they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Um, so my goal was to go in as a medic. Because the job I wanted, a photography photographer, videographer, was not available, right? Because I figure, uh-huh. hey, if I can go in the army doing it, you know, I got a real job and I'm doing what I love, but it wasn't available. Uh, they uh-huh. didn't have any slots open for it. Like I, I called, like I was calling Washington D.C. to talk to congressmen about the, the jobs that were like. That's how bad I no wanted. No way. It. And it was like, nah, it's not available. The army, the army have twelve slots for that job, um, and they're filled. So I was like, okay, well, what job can I get that where if I get out, I know I, I can I'll, I'll always have a job. So I took um, healthcare specialists, right? Which, which you think is, you know, they show you the video and the guys are like in the military scrubs, they're in the hospital, they're safe, they're taking, you know, temperatures and stuff. And when mm. I got there, I noticed it was a combat medic. It wasn't, you wasn't, <laughs> in the in the hospitals, like you was out and about, and I'm like, oh snap! Like I don't know if this is what I want to do. Plus, when I was going through training, I never forget <laughs> as I went through training, um, the sergeants will always put new pictures on the wall, and I'm like, dang, who are these guys? Like maybe they outstanding, you know, soldiers or whatever. And I like, nah, these are the dudes that died in combat, and I'm like, huh? like and it was like yeah johnson just graduated six months ago and i'm like he gone already but at at the time over in afghanistan you know um they knew that if they if they shot the medic then then the mission was over so if there was a squad that was out on a mission they just find the person with the biggest backpack and take him out because if you know you take out a sergeant the next person step up you take out that person, the next person step up. So it's kind of like, you know, it, it's kind of like, like, I don't want to do that. You got the biggest backpack. So what I did was another crazy story inside of a story. A friend of mine who I went to basic training with who mm. failed medic training, like I was number two in the class, who failed medic training, um, he was. He said, "Hey man, when I went to go choose the jobs to switch to, your job was on the list." I was like, "Huh? The job you wanted was on the list because we had talked about it, photographer, mm-hmm. videographer." So I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait! You failed, and they gave you the opportunity to pick that job." And he was like, "Yeah." So I went back and I failed on purpose. Like I just I got my <laughs> test and I put A A A A A A B. So true story. So. 
It like I, bumped that. I need my life. Right. I want to, you know what I'm saying? So not only that, so I had a crowd of people like I'm preaching to like, yo, we got to get out of here. Like we going to die. Like I had a crowd that was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm standing on a mailbox with a crowd. Like, yo, we got to, they bamboozled us. We got to, we got to get out of this. And they're like, yeah. So again, me and a few of my friends, we end up failing the test. So I had a sergeant pull me out of class one day. And say, hey, uh, you know, you went from being number two in our class to now you failing. And on your last test, you just circle all A's because it was multiple choice. And I told him, I said, yeah, this ain't for me. Uh, I'm trying to do something different, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking he going to be like, okay, I get it. You know, let's get you in something that fits you better. If this is what you want to do, blah, blah, blah. He was like, hey, no. He was like, listen here, I'm going to give you these two sandbags. And you're going to carry them until you change your mind, right? You're going to carry them with you and everything that you do until you change your mind. And I was like, okay. So dude gave me the sandbags. I carried them sandbags for like four days straight. Like, and I took them everywhere with me because uh, I was like, you're not going to break me. So they ended up letting me, letting me out. Um, I ended up going to a unit where you, you know, you get to pick the job you want, which you got to pick five jobs. You don't get to pick one. So I picked the five jobs. It was my number one job. End up getting it. They sent me out to uh, D.C. or, or Maryland um, to go and report so I can start training on that job. I mm-hmm. get there and they're like, oh, there's a mistake. It's 122 of y'all. We only got 12 slots. Like, it was a glitch. Like, all y'all got a reclass to something else. And I was like, dude, um, just chapter me out the military. Like, if I can't get this job, I don't want to be here. So they ended up just... They ended up like holding me over until the next class started and I got in and, you know, kind of the rest is history. I was uh, one of the top, you know, um, combat photographers um, in in my battalion Um, and, you know, just kind of blew up. I mean, my name just kind of my name outranked my rank. So I was able to work on projects that I wasn't even like I, I would get people who had higher rank that would fall under me as a private because because of my work um and you you get a lot of hate for that because they feel like you know what i'm saying who is this guy um mm-hmm. but i end up you know i ended up having a blast in the military and just having fun and pretty much doing what i want to do man i had an office with espn my feet was kicked up like it was straight the only reason i got out is because i um i i landed a job with red bull red bull came on base and i shot for him and i couldn't get paid for it because I was using military equipment. I was on base. I was in uniform. So I just sent them the pictures and got their business cards. And it was like, the moment you get out, we're hiring you. So when it was time for me to renew, I was talking with Red Bull. And Red Bull had offered me more money than than I made in the military in one year for like one weekend worth worth of work. Literally, it was, it wow. was like a clear sign, like, yo, get out. And that's what I did. I ended up getting out um, and, and, you know, getting out, working for them off and on. Um, and then I took a, a um, I took a job with the corporate office of TGI Friday. Um, I was brought in to do some photography with them. Ended up doing photo and video and social media and all kind of stuff, just growing from there. Um, and then when they downsized, people went in different directions. And I had a bunch of companies like, yo, we want you over here. We want you over there. So I ended up like, you know, they were just offering me money. So I would go and work for Texas Instruments for a minute. And then I went and worked for Dell. And then I started thinking, like, how can I get checks from all of these companies at once? 
Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not really doing 40 hours worth of work. How can I get checks from everybody? So um, that's where I really started the company um, because I knew the need that, that corporate America had for content. Um, I knew what they were willing to pay. And I wanted to build a company that um, can help solve those problems. And companies buy from companies. They don't buy from people. Uh, so I had to work on building up my brand to to be respected by those companies. And as I did it, I just landed more and more clients, bigger clients, you know, Google's and um, University of North Texas, University of Kentucky. I just started, you know, landing, you know, we were just recently finished working with Spectrum. Um, you know, we just started working with bigger and bigger clients. Nice. That's dope. That's real dope. Okay, so for those who don't know, where you from? I'm originally from Detroit. What up, though? What up, though? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, from Chicago, Detroit. That's what's up, and, yeah. And where you at now? I'm in Dallas now. Me too. Oh, straight up? <laughs> I How long that. have you been in Dallas? I've been in Dallas uh, since I got out the military in like 13, 2013. Okay. I've been in Dallas since September last year. Okay. How you like it so far? Man, this is my first summer, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's going to be hot for us. That first year, you got to adjust. That first year is... It's weird because you like it's it's Thanksgiving and we in shorts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, That's wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. that, that is exactly what I said yeah. when I when I was at when I was at work because uh, I got a job transfer. So yeah. we we standing outside and I'm just talking to my employees. I'm like, so when it's gonna snow? They looking at me like, no, we don't want that. We don't want that. And I'm like, man, it's hot out here. Like, it's, it's gonna be like. like I'm a, this I, your first winter? I'm like, yeah. They, they're like, so have you uh, do the summer yet? I'm like, no. And everybody that I've met uh, since being here, when they found out I haven't had my sum- first summer, they laughed. They're like, oh, yeah. You're going to learn. We're going to see what you made of. Yep. Yep. And then it's like, I was like, okay, I got to go to Chicago. Because I, I, I said, I'm used to celebrating Christmas in snow, not in mud. Right. Like, no. Nah, can't do it. <laughs> you, It'll grow on you, though. You, you, It'll grow on you. Trust me, because because uh, uh, it's just like when I'm driving, I seen people got their Christmas decoration up. I'm like, there's no snow on the ground. You, 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 you're gonna get bougie. You're gonna get to the point where you don't want to touch no cold. Good thing about it too is all your all your nice coats and boots that you didn't brought from up north. They're gonna be nice forever. You never gonna need to buy new boots because you only gonna get to wear them for two weeks. All your nice Timberlands and Rockports or whatever, you're gonna be straight because they they collect. I got so many that's just collecting dust, man. So. Yeah, and then it was like, um, what was it like? I think it was like December, uh, January. It had, uh, it was like icy. Yeah, I think it was on the um, six six thirty five expressway. Yep, yep. And I'm seeing people getting stuck. Yeah. And so, mind you, my car is from Chicago, so I'm just driving, like literally doing eighty, looking at these people like. And everybody is looking, getting out their car like this fool's gonna about to hit something. He's gonna go in the ditch. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I got my tires from Chicago, y'all. <laughs> yep. I'm cruising. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. It's just, it's just different. But I, I promise you, to give it two years, you're gonna be extra bougie about cold. Like I ain't going back with that. I don't. I don't go back home during the cold weather. It ain't happening for me. I'm. <laughs> nah, I, I don't know, man. Cause I mean. I love the cold weather because it was it was really between Dallas or Canada, which one um, 
what I wanted to go to. And then when I found out that um, Texas has no um, state tax, I'm like, okay, let's run it. Let's run it. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's a night and day difference. Yeah. So um, it's it's nice. I I love it down here. You know. Um, Yeah, I love. I'm still trying to find all the great barbecue spots and soul food spots because it's like everything closed early. I'm like, so let me give you the rundown on that real quick. I know we on the podcast talk about some of this, but those who are listening, Mm -hmm. let me give you the quick rundown. It's really simple. Okay. So, so Midwest bar. Our idea of barbecue is ribs, you know, good sauce, mm-hmm. uh, you know, burgers. Down south, idea of barbecue is different, right? It's offensive to put sauce on your on your meat. They're all about the smoke. They're all about the seasoning. They're all, all about the the slow oh. roasting. So their so their idea of barbecue is different. You know, they're all about the pulled pork. They're about, you know what I'm saying, things that sit and cook for 12 hours and that you can pull the meat off. I like my ribs a little tough. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if I can't, if I ain't got a fight with it, it ain't a good rib. And when it fall off the bone, I ain't I ain't too happy about that. Like, it's just the animal in me. I just want to, you know what I'm saying? If you don't got no meat, right, if you don't got no meat stuck in your teeth when you're done, it wasn't a good rib. That's just me. But down here, they want the meat to fall off the bone. So it's just... It's different. And I've learned that because places where people say, this is a really good barbecue, I get there and it's pulled pork and stuff. And I'm like, well, where's the the good stuff at? So you got to find places that specialize in northern style barbecue where sauce is important. Um, And just like when I lived in D.C., theirs is almost a combination of the two. You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm, down south, mm -hmm. it's all about the smoke. It's all about the seasoning. It's all about the tenderness of the meat. Um, and it, like I said, if you come running with some barbecue sauce or somebody see you put barbecue sauce on it immediately, they get offended because they felt like, well, the meat may not yeah, be good. Kind of like a good did. steak. Yeah, that's it hap- That's a true story. That's, yeah. that's what happened to me. I was like, got some barbecue sauce? Because it, it just like, especially like um, from Chicago, yeah. we're known for our rib tips. Yep. So I'm asking, you, got, you guys got some rib tips? They're like, what? And I was like, oh no, y'all ain't good. Yeah. Y'all don't got no rib tips. Y'all ain't good. Uh-uh. Rib tips uh-uh. is like rib tips is frowned upon out here. It's like the it's yeah. like they look at it like the poor man's barbecue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They look at it like the rib tips. They, I promise that, you. Exactly. It's, it's an like, appetizer, man. if anything. And but, then and then the text mix. And yeah. I, I'm still trying to get adjusted to it. I'm yep. like, I want some authentic Mexican food. You can, you can get it. You got to go more Fort Worth. You can, you can definitely get it. Okay. You, okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you can get. It. I, I would say the Mexican food down here is a lot better than than the Detroit area. I would say that for sure. Okay. Wh- what about soul food? Um, you, you got to go into the hood. It's there. <laughs> you just got to, you got to just, you know, what I'm saying, you got to be ready. <laughs> You got to be ready. You can't be riding, you know, leaving stuff in the car, doors unlocked. You got to be ready. You got to go back in Chicago mode to get got it. You. Right? you know what I'm saying? Like, because when you move to the South, you get a little lax. You get chilling. Like, I I left my key in my car one time. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, that wasn't a flu in Detroit at all. But, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't got there yet. Oh, you, you'll be there. It's your first year. Trust me. By year two, watch. Yeah, because it's like September 20th will be my one year anniversary living here. And and so you know when you from you know what I'm saying from Chicago Detroit up there like when people's talking to you like strangers you look like who are you like yeah, I'm yeah. still in that mode like people like hey how you doing like yep. people in my business and so asking me questions too like, friendly they too friendly what, at first 
Yeah, like yep. what church you go to? Yep. Like, are you married? Who's you know? I'm like, who are you? Like, right. Uh, yeah. It's just it's it's a it's different. I trust me, I know. Because when I moved originally from Detroit, I moved to Atlanta for a minute to try to go to school. Um, and I joined the military from Atlanta, and then I saw I ended up in Dallas. But but yeah, everything you it's gonna take about two years to adjust. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, cool, cool, cool. So I see that you got an app. Correct. Like, when I seen it, like I was like, oh snap. Like this dude got an app. Man, you making it, dude. Like man, you we just trying to grow it. this thing, man. Just trying to grow like, it and just build it. And you know. I I I started Flash Home Academy, you know, and a friend of mine, you know, I used to get so many comments and just have so many conversations with other people who were in the same boat. And a mm-hmm. friend of mine was like, man, you should start a community. And I'm like, a community? And then I and then I was like, dang, you, you know, you're right. So I started a community and the community started taking off. And I realized it was so many people who were in, you know, in my same shoes. And it was also therapeutic for me to talk to people because I had to go through these these failures alone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like mm-hmm. your family around you don't understand what you're trying to do. They don't understand what you're doing. They don't get it. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people look down on photography or videography as if it's yep. just a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um so to monetize it, you have to be around people who are serious about that. And you can't be around nobody that doubts your dreams. And family you know, unknowingly doubt your dream. So you got to be around people who can, who you can have these conversations with. And as I started being around the community more, man, I just felt like more, more of me started to come out um, because I was, you know, I was just around my people, my, my, my crowd, my crew. Um, So I just been growing it. And yeah, the the app was the next step uh, just to make it easier for people to access you know, the community, um, you know, the courses, the content, and just, you know, getting from just being on a website to being in their pocket and making it just easier for people to consume and communicate. What made what made you decide to, uh, like, what made you, like, man, you know what, I want to create an app? Because it, it just, like, I, I was just on Instagram, and I just stumbled seeing it, and I was like, he got an app! <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, the more I'm working with people, the more I'm listening to just issues that they're having, like what's preventing people from being a part of this thing. Cause there, cause I know that there is hundreds of millions of people around the world who is trying to, you know, monetize their, their passion for photography or videography. Like what is a crutch that's in the way? Um, and you know, some of it has to do with price. Some of it has to do with the ability to access, um, the content and, and I'm going to tell you something that, that dawned on me that I never really, I just didn't think about was, you know, we, we had courses for sale. We had websites and stuff, but what Don, what hit me was being, being black and talking business, man, I get so much love from like Africa. It's not even funny. What? I get so much love from Africa and people saying, we never seen anybody who looked like you who talk business. And we respect that. And we love you over here. And I was getting message, messages from, from countries that I've never heard of. I mm. never, I was like, your country is what? All in South America and just in Africa. And it was just like, wow. Like, So I wanted to make it where, you know, I made things more affordable. 
And I was able to get, you know, everybody can't access the website all the time. Like depending on what browser you're on, you may have issues. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it was just about, you know, I got to make the investment to make it more accessible. And that, and that app was the next, was the next step. I mean, we, you know, we even toyed around with the idea of having like a Roku app or Apple TV app. But right now it was just, you know, Android and Android and Apple apps. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Cause I'm, I got, I got both. I got Android and I got an iPhone. <laughs> so, good. so I'm good. Like, um, how, how I landed into you was I was on YouTube. And so I started, I started my company. And so originally I was a, um, filmmaker. So I just had, I just hired crew, crew members. And so I was just, you know, being a director writing and, just doing everything else except operating the camera. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know nothing about photography at all. So my boy, he's a comedian. So he's he was uh he's also an actor. So he uh I I, I had him like, hey, hey uh Jeff, I need uh you mind shooting doing some photo behind the scenes and so on uh, on, on on the set? He like, yeah, I got you, I got you. So so when it was his time to um for his scene. He was like, all right, once you um do the camera, do the photos. So I'm like, okay, cool. So they rehearsing. I literally got uh he had a uh cannon. Uh so I got the camera and I'm like, I'm literally trying to see how you open it. I'm like, okay, will the lens pop out? You know, because the last time I held mm -hmm. a camera was one of those digital cam. You just hit the power button and the camera could pop out. And then <laughs> he was like, all I heard was. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, I'm like, how you turn this bad boy? They're like, oh hell. Behind the curve. They're like, no, give me my stuff. If you don't got money, like, no, this is my only baby. And then he was like, I'm, and he was he was roasting me, like everybody laughing at me. And I was like, you know what? Ain't nobody gonna laugh at me no more. So once he showed me how to turn it on and everything, I went on, I went on YouTube, like literally, I, I had a week off. I literally was doing like 12, 14 hours on YouTube showing me how to do this, do that. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then so then your page pops up how to how to do the business side. And I was like, how to do a business? I like, I didn't know they had a business. In my head, I'm like, I didn't know they had a business. I'm thinking that um people that does cameras, they have like agents or somebody who mm -hmm. take care of their job is. Hey, I need you to come on set. Do, do, do this, and then they give you a check. That's it. Like I didn't know nothing about business side, so I'm like, okay, let me see what he's talking about. Like literally, mm -hmm. since getting on your page, your your YouTube channel, I have not looked at any other YouTube channel because your YouTube channel is literally the only one that teach you how to use how to how to do the business camera. Everything else is teach you how to. Use the camera, uh, how to do this, do this, like, but nothing about the best. And, I, and it's like, I learned so much, um, uh, from your YouTube channel. And I, cause, cause I'm like, okay, nobody goes in depth like this on YouTube. You, you know what I'm saying? Correct. Most people, like, they'll tell you little snippets, then here's the classes, this and this and this. So I'm like, damn, this dude doing a lot of free stuff. I'm like, how he making money? And then you, then your Flash Academy pops up. I'm like, oh, okay. Then I went to your website. I'm like, this this website look professional. Like it, it was like you <laughs> was so 
detail. Like I never ever met anybody so. I'm like, this dude got a whole crew. And then when they found out it was just you, I'm like, damn. And then so I'm like, okay, maybe maybe he just got lucky because you, you know what I'm saying. I'm yeah. like, because he because a lot of times you people teach people what they did and you don't get the same results, bro. Last year alone, like. Cause, cause I think you you had like templates, like uh, contracts and everything. Mm -hmm. I had like literally the year before last before last year, I have never ever done I have never done no wedding photography or film. Like I had people hiring me to do the photos and videos by myself. I made it happen, and and then like to have to do between twenty to thirty, and 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 like not that far apart. Like whoa. Well, I agree like, with you. A lot of people got them stories of, hey, I started working with such and such, and that person, you know, I network with. No, 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 no. That that's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't rock with that. That that's not. You can't teach people that. You know what I'm saying? You can't teach people to be, to to necessarily be in the right place at the right time one time. You know what I'm saying? And meet the one person. That, but you, you know, I like to focus on. You you know. One day I was driving down the street mm -hmm. and I and I was looking at just all these businesses around me and I was like, they need photo and video. Why why aren't they hiring me? Why mm -hmm. why why when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. I do business with them. And I one thing we preach that's real big and we teach at Flash Film Academy is the idea of getting a beta client, right? Getting a client that you picking a niche, being very specific, and then working with a beta client to help you understand the problems of the people in that niche, right? If mm -hmm. I want to sell, if I want to sell video to people who own ice cream parlors, I need to understand what's important to them bef mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And before I go shoving what I want them to buy, you know, down their throat. Because, and I, and I said this recently, you could be trying to solve a $2 problem with a $20,000 invoice and they're not going to pay it because they don't, they don't need, they don't need that problem solved. Whereas if you get to know them, you can understand what they go through and what problems they have. And I guarantee you nine out of 10 ice cream shop owners have that same problem. If you can mm -hmm. solve that problem, mm -hmm. you can print money. Uh, and, 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 you know, one of the, I, I, I do a lot of consultant calls and I, and I spoke to a previous student who said, um, he, he live in an area that has um, a lot of tourist attraction and the restaurants, he was trying to run in there and sell them video. We're going to sell you video to fill up your restaurant and blah, blah, blah. He went to about five restaurants with this, like, we're going to create a video that bring people and they would, they would deny him. And, and I asked him like, have you ever asked them what they wanted? He was like, no, I never thought about that. 
So he went and he asked a, a, a business, a restaurant owner, like, what, what do you, what type of content will help your business? And he said, our, our store, our restaurant stay packed. I don't have enough staff. I don't have enough staff to get to the. So even if you brought me more people, it would do me more harm than good because they're leaving bad reviews. They're not getting their food on time. I don't have enough staff members to fully run my store. And he was like, I never thought about that. I'm only thinking one sided. So mm -hmm. the idea of a recruiting video and training videos is more valuable to that restaurant owner than bringing in new people. Yep. So he switched to training videos. Boom. Selling like crazy. Because uh, he can uh, approach mm -hmm. other restaurant owners in that area who are all having this problem. I, I can't recruit anybody. My, you know, let's do a video to recruit and let's do videos to train that new staff to get them on the floor, you know, sooner than later. And if I have video, I don't have to stop what I'm doing to go train somebody. We can let them sit through those videos and they're ready to hit the floor a lot faster. And it doesn't take away my time. So he learned that the restaurants in this area value training and recruiting videos more than they value promotional videos. And that's something that photographers or videographers will never know unless they have a beta client to show them what's valuable to that client. When you, when you discover a $20,000 problem, you can solve it for $10,000. You can't solve a $2 problem for $10,000. Mm -mm. And mm -mm. by learning this, you're able to approach new clients within that niche with the ability to solve one, two, or three of their major problems. And that is how you become successful in this industry. And you, you, you bring in about 10 clients that you rock with that need consistent work and you work with those 10 clients consistently um, and you grow your business. You still take, you know, what may slide in the side or you may take new clients if you choose, but we got about 15 big clients that we work with here consistently. And that's all we do. Now I could scale up and do more. Um, but spectrum, they're not, they're not haggling on price. Spectrum is saying, what do it cost it for us to do this? It's 22, 22.5. Okay, we'll take four. Say less. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? So they're not, they're not going, you know, they're not price shoppers. They're, they're solution shoppers. They're people who mm -hmm. want to get the solution and they don't care what it costs. As long as it's, you know, not a billion dollars, they don't, $20,000 $20, to Spectrum is nothing. They, they spend that on toilet paper a year. True. You know true. what I'm saying? It's nothing. That is true. Yeah. So, but the goal is one, I'm working smarter and not harder by working with corporate clients, B2B, who make logical buying decisions and not emotional buying decisions. A wedding photographer, a wedding, a, a bride may not hire you as a wedding photographer because she don't like you. That's it. Because you pulled up in the car that had a bumper sticker that she didn't like. Or you have on the same shoes as her ex-boyfriend who dumped her or left her last time. So she don't Damn. like you. You know what I'm saying? Simply because yeah. of that. Whereas business, if you can make it make sense, they'll pull the trigger on it. If they can trust you and then you can make it make sense, they'll pull the trigger on it. So how do we gain trust? We gain trust by looking like a business. And we make it make sense by offering solutions to their problems. 
Um, and when you do that consistently, you close sales consistently. When that you close so. sales consistently, you make money consistently and you grow. As long as you reinvest that money into the right things. Don't go out and buy new camera gear. Bring in a professional website designer. You know, bring in somebody to write your copy. Um, get get a company vehicle, get company shirts, get company letterheads, clipboards, things like that. So, you know, the goal is to teach photographers and videographers the importance of business and, you know, preparing them to come over to the B2B side. That is true because um, I'm, a, I'm a definitely a witness to that because it was like I went to it's this luxury dealership in Chicago. I went to them. I was like, hey, how you doing? My name is Manuel. Uh, I'm a photographer and I films. And I was wondering if I could use your place to take some photos or whatever. And they're like, nah, nah, we good. We good. We, we got our own <laughs> photographer. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then so you put a you put out a video how to approach um business, like find what like like what you were saying, like find what you need, what they need. So I'm like, okay. So I went to their website, I went to their social media site. Then a week later, I came back to them, same guy, and I and I said, Hey, how you doing? My name is Emmanuel. I uh, I noticed by looking at your YouTube uh con I mean your Instagram and your websites, you guys don't have this, 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 this. But I offered this and I could do this. They're like, really? Um, you, you got five, ten minutes to talk to? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm available to talk right now. Man, I came back, closed that. I like cl closed that deal. And then <laughs> on the set, doing um, they just hired me to just to do the photography. And so I was um, the money was good. So we like we literally we on set. I guess the the camera guy uh, he was doing the films. I guess he got COVID or something like that. So they didn't want to cancel. They wanted to go. And so the other guy, he was like, you, you, it was, a, uh, I think he was Russian or German. He was like, you, you over there with the camera in your hand. I was like, yeah. You know, I do videos. I was like, yeah. Um, what's, what's your, what's your price? And I'm just joking. You know, <laughs> I was like 40, 50,000. Okay. We'll send you invoice. I was like, what? Huh? And then so he, he like, do you got do you like do you have to cut your camera your video? I like yeah. I, I like I was come prepared. Man, I ran to the car, uh, got on the phone, called my boy. Like man, guess what happened? To me? Yeah, it happened. <laughs> and then like so that. he was like, so he on the phone. He was like, um, bro, I'm happy for you. Call me when you're done. Like, dude, why are you calling me? And you, I like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm just so excited. <laughs> you gotta share that win with somebody. Yeah, I was like, I totally forgot. Like, I gotta go. I was supposed to go to my car and get my equipment. And go. Yeah, um, it, it 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 was like a lot of a lot of it is being available, how you approach and um look, but it's just like, dude, like I said, it's like you teach this everything, and and, the, and then the, the crazy part is, you you to this day, you still the only one on YouTube. That does this. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, a lot of YouTubers are just YouTubers. Like they don't, they don't, they don't really live this lifestyle. They, they just, they know how to talk about it um, mm -hmm. because they've tasted or been around it. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't really, they don't really do it every day. Um, and I, I tell people, be careful who you get your advice from. 
there are people mm. who like cameras and there and there are people who make 100% of their income through the lens of a camera. That is who you should listen to. 100% of my income comes through the lenses of my camera, period. It's not a side hustle. I can't fail. I can't, you know, mess up on a client stuff and say, oh, well, maybe next time. No, we got to get it right in camera all the time. So, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, you can tell who who just do it on YouTube just based off of, you know, their content and what they talk about and how they answer direct questions. An amateur is telling you to go out and find business. A pro is telling you to build your business to specialize in something and go where people who have that problem look. That's why Yellow Pages was so expensive and are so popular because nobody went through the Yellow Page just to read. You had a problem. If you, if you had to go open the Yellow Pages, you had a problem. And you needed somebody to fix that problem now. It ain't like advertisement other places. So, you know, there are companies that have problems. And by, by having relationships with those companies, they'll even tell you where they look. To, you know, so you can know where to go. It's all about understanding who your target audience is. And I and a lot of YouTubers who don't do this for a living never get that deep because all mm -hmm. of their clients come from, you know, who know him and somebody that may hire you to do this or they're working with somebody. So they don't live the true lifestyle mm -hmm. uh, and they can't speak from it. They can't speak from that lifestyle. They try to. Uh, you know, they, they give bad advice like, hey, just go build your portfolio for who? Well, how can I tell you to build a portfolio where you don't understand who you're building it for? What may appeal to somebody who own a car dealership may not appeal to somebody who own a restaurant. Like first, we need to determine who am I going after? Now, let's build the brand to go after that person, because it doesn't matter what you like. It matters what the paying client like. You can like your logo and like your colors and like your website all you want. Your mom and them can be like, yeah, it looks good. But if the people who write checks don't like it, it's it's worthless. So, and everybody's not the same. However, a lot of people who are in the same situation are very similar. A lot of restaurant owners go through the same problems. A lot of auto mechanic shops go through the same problems. So if I can if I can build a track record on solving these problems for restaurant owners, I mm -hmm. become more valuable for the next restaurant owner. And and it, we're not talking mm. quality and content, we're talking mm -hmm. results. Cuz that's all they care about. And that is and that is true. That is that's that's so true on on that one. I was like yeah, I I, I was like yeah. This this dude, he knows what he's talking about. He, <laughs> and, and, and I love your punchline, like uh, on, on your videos when you like, if you here to if you here to look to see if I could, how how to do Photoshop, this ain't the channel. If you here to see how to do the Zoom cameras, ISO, and all, this ain't the channel. Go to them. <laughs> yeah, I try to make it clear because I I feel like, you know, I feel like people you you got to make sure they understand what you know, the throat punch you about to get. You got to make, you got to exactly. make sure they understand it. Cause a lot of people, a lot of people don't want the truth. They just want, you know, what feels good. And, and, you know, I don't care how great you are at photography and videography. If you don't have the business side, it don't matter. Like you, you are just, 
the level of, at which you can make money doing this will always depend on luck and it's not consistent. And your bills don't depend on luck. Your life isn't about luck. Your life is about mm-hmm. what you can consistently provide. Um, and we all get lucky every now and then. You know what I'm saying? But the goal is once, once you cash that big check and you pay all your bills and you're sitting here with the rest of the money, you're not thinking about the money. You're thinking about, well, what can, what do I have to do to live like this all the time? Like, what do like what do I need so I get more of these? And, you know, after that first one or two lucky one, it goes downhill and people mm-hmm. don't know. So mm-hmm. I my goal at Flash Room Academy is to help you build a life where you are consistently cashing those checks. We had a guy came on last night um, who's a gold member. He he just signed a five year um I want to say multi-million dollar deal with the company. And I was like, dude, that's a freaking, that's a basketball contract. Like you just signed with the Lakers, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it was all from what he learned, you know, at the courses. And we got, we have accountability meetings every Wednesday. So the gold members can come on and we can have those conversations about, you know, what, what are some of the, let's talk about this, the sales you close. So those who aren't there yet understand what's coming and let's also talk about our losses, which we call lessons. Like, what did we learn from it? I, I learned to put a cap on revisions because I got a client that's X, Y, and Z. I learned to explain my upsells better because, you know, we, we had a client that didn't know what a teleprompter was. They needed it, but didn't know what it was. They just seen teleprompter. They didn't choose it um, until I went back and explained it. So now that leads me to believe I may have missed hundreds of sales because people didn't understand the terminology on my proposal. I understand I need to do a better job at explaining that. And if you have these on your proposal, you could be missing out too. So it's just a, it's just a place where we all get to learn from each other um, and share what we've gone through that week in the industry um, to help us stay up to date and to help us grow and learn from other people's lessons. You, you don't have to have lost a client um, to, to know what it's like or know what it took for somebody to lose a client. They can come on, and share what they learned in this valuable lesson where they lost, you know, a $50,000 client um, to somebody that, you know, sold them for more money. So it wasn't a money issue. It was something I did. And, and you know, mm-hmm. we kind of instruct you with the information you need to get that information so that you can make changes. So, you know, that's what it's about. It's just about growing with a community um, and us coming together to help, you know, iron sharpens iron. So and that's what it's about. So, okay, so let's say you got somebody who just start um started being becoming a photographer mm-hmm. and a filmmaker and they've been doing it for a couple months, no results. Do you have do you have it that you have something for beginners? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we have um we have three stages um or modules to help you go through everything from from what should I name the company, you know, mm-hmm. to, to what, co- what what color scheme should I go with? Should I get uniforms? Should I get a location? Should I get a van? Where should I get my uniforms from? Um, who Who is my website for? Things like that. And, and, you know, it comes down to helping you understand who are you for, right? I'll give, I give you another example that's mind-blowing, and I've, I've used this example a few times. Um mm-hmm. I was working with with, with a dentist. It was my niche for a moment, right? I, I understood that most dentists are over 55. 
And I wasn't getting, I was getting traffic on my site, but I wasn't getting conversions until one day a dentist told me that your font is too little. I can't read your font. I never thought of that. I can see perfectly fine, but I'm not 55. I never thought of that. So guess what? I increased my font size, made my words bigger so people can read it without killing themselves and conversions double. Conversions triple. So little stuff like that are things that as a, as a, as a photographer or videographer who want to go in business, you need to learn that there are things you need to discover from your target audience that will help you be successful. If you do everything based off what you like, you will not be successful because you are not a dentist. You have not lived what they live. You think, you know, but you have no idea. And it's important to develop relationships with with your target audience and develop everything for that target audience. So we kind of teach you how to do that, what questions to ask, where should you look for these type of people, um, mm-hmm. and what you should offer them. You have bargaining chips, you just don't know it. Um, and, and help you understand what's valuable to your client. Because what's valuable to you may not be valuable to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool. you know, I'm I'm from Detroit where you know, we do this type of dance and Chicago do that type of dance. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you value your dance more than I value your, you know what I'm saying? So if I came to teach you how to do a Detroit dance, you may not be interested or it may be a $2 problem. But if I came to teach you a Chicago dance, it may be a $20 problem. Now I know I'd rather get $20 than $2. So I must fix this $20 problem. So, I mean, it's things like that, that as a business owner, you need to be mindful of and the sooner you learn it, the better, because you can incorporate that in every aspect of your business. Uh, so, and, and I just, my goal is to simplify those theories and ideas so so we can start to learn it and implement it into our companies. Okay, so what about this? Uh, I'm pretty sure you met these types of people. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't take no accountability. They make excuse. They look like, well, the reason why I'm not making um, money in my business because I'm brand new, nobody knows me, and it's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of people's doing the same thing, and they got a huge following. They got a like. What do you say about those 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 people? One is we like make how to keep going. We make them take accountability. Our, our meeting every Wednesday is literally called the accountability meeting, and we look at what they're doing wrong and what they're doing right. And give them direction on the right way to go. Um, I think a lot of people, the, one of the biggest areas that people fail is in the area of the discipline that's required from you. I can give you the game. I can't do it for you. I'm not going to do it for you. Why, why would I do it for you? You know what I'm saying? I can I can give you the game, but I'm not going to. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I might as well do it for myself again. I, you know what I'm saying? So I'm giving you, I, I am helping you through a path that cost me personally hundreds of thousands of dollars between the, you know, the books that I read, the time bringing in all the consultants. I brought in a lot of consultants to help me fix landing pages and understand business. And I brought in a lot and I'm simplifying all of that and saying, Hey, don't do this, do that. What a lot Mm -hmm. of people don't understand when it comes to success, a lot of people think that you are just going to do it one time and it's going to work. No, you're going to spend a lot of money to see if something works. You're going to redo stuff that. six times. Like, like one of my cars, I got a car that I got in the show car. 
right? I didn't put four pair of rims on it. Wasn't nothing wrong with the previous set. I just, I liked them. I got them and determined that I didn't like them after I got them after a while. So I had to change it up until I got to the one where I am very happy with. So you're going to spend money to do things to determine whether or not they're a fit for you. Our goal at Flash Film Academy is to help make sure you're not, you understand what the results should be. You understand what the path should be. You understand where you should be going and what you should be getting from these purchases so that you don't have to purchase it 10 times, but just two or three. So we, we want to help you in that path and in that journey to be successful. But what we need from you is accountability and discipline. Mm-hmm. I like how you was like, if you want to be uh, successful in this, you can't play your Madden. <laughs> yeah, you got to you gotta give up some of that stuff. I had to make them sacrifices. And then, like the thing that I like, I like about you is, man, you keep it real, like a hundred. Like yeah. you had this one video, I was rolling with tears coming my eyes. I like he ain't lying, and you didn't even care. You didn't, you was like, okay, if you've been doing this, you got you got you got a whole bunch of cameras, you got a whole bunch of lens, and it's collecting dust. Sell it to Craigslist, right? Because <laughs> you ain't gonna make it. You, you all you backwards. You ain't gonna make it. a lot of people. A lot of people equate success to gear. They think if I get the gear, the success mm-hmm. will come. Like somebody's going to Because these YouTubers, yeah. every month, new camera, new lens. And they don't realize that these YouTubers are being paid by these camera companies to sell you stuff. Because think about it. I, this is, I break this down in the most simplest form. I own a business. We film for companies. Why in the world would I want six different cameras on that shoot? Anybody who sat down and edited footage from different cameras know how hard it is to match footage. Even if you got two different Sony, sometimes it's hard. So you think I want to show up with a Panasonic, a Red, a Sony, and a Blackmagic? That's four different type of batteries, four different type of memory cards, four different type of color schemes, four different type of menus. That doesn't make sense to a business. I want uniformity. I don't want different cameras. The only time I want different cameras is when I want to go on YouTube and compare the cameras. That's the only purpose of me owning multiple cameras, multiple cameras from different manufacturers. Now, I got three Sony A7S3s that we use for business. I got two reds. If I'm going to buy them, I'm going to buy them in collections like that, because when we go out on the shoot, we're all shooting the same cameras on the same settings at the same light temperature, everything. So that when mm-hmm. I drop them in my editing suite, I don't got to color grade this or, or color correct or or match colors. You're not going to say color grade or correct. I don't have to mm-hmm. match because matching <laughs> colors is the hardest part. I want to drag and drop and make my life easier so I can kick out this video for this client. I don't want to have to go through all of this for this client. So uh, people who YouTubers who talk like that, I instantly know you're not doing this for real. When they like, guess what's in my... Let's talk about what's in my camera backpack. Camera backpack, bro. I got a whole... Yeah, I'm like, you just did a video last month. Yeah, I got a whole van. You can't even fit... In, you can't even fit light stands in a camera backpack. How are you still doing jobs where all you need is a backpack? Like, you can't be doing a $20,000 job and all you need is a backpack. You, you'll get laughed at if you show up on set. You can't even provide the quality you need with just a backpack. I got C-stands... And sandbags and diffusers and 
you know, we got a whole section of tape that we use so we can tape the ground so talent know where to stand. Like, it's just so mm -hmm. much more to it. We got 300 feet of extension cable in a van just in case we got to run to a plug that's not close. Like, it's so much that's away from the glitz and glamour that it takes to be successful in this industry. And when I have people on YouTube that don't even talk about it, I instantly know you're not doing this for real. And I have to enlighten my viewers so that they know how to spot the fakes. I ain't trying to diss nobody. I'm not trying, but I don't, because I'm not really here to put nobody down. However, mm -hmm. I'm here to just help. Keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. I'm trying to help because because the people that they follow that they think is giving them the game are the people that I follow and they wasted my time making me think I need to go from the GoPro 6 to the GoPro 7 and then the GoPro 8 and the GoPro every year. Making me think that if I don't have the latest and greatest, clients won't won't want to work with me. And that's just, it's BS. It's not true. Mm -hmm. Your client mm -hmm. don't care about your camera. Only movie sets, if they're filming they a movie, the they care about it. They care about results. And it's hard to sell somebody 4K when they thinking, well, my iPhone shoots 4K. Why am I paying you 20000 to do it? My iPhone do it. Mm -hmm. And your I iPhone agree. produces, you know, your iPhone's smarter than most cameras. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, you you have to, when you get out here, you're you going to get, it's a rude awakening for those who, who want to do it. And all they do is listen to YouTubers who tell them that they need to go buy the latest Sony. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I do got a lot of cameras. And only reason why, because I I just love co collecting them. I, you I, know, I got a lot of old cameras too. Like it, it I don't know. It's just it, it, it's it's like like my goals is to to have a shelf. And I mean, yes, each camera does different stuff. I use it for different stuff. But it just I don't know. I just I just love collecting them. And it's like man, and and then I just look at it like my first my first um, camera that I ever um um brought was a, a Panasonic GH4. Mm -hmm. And I look at the, all the uh pictures and videos I did with it and and it's just and I just, I still have people like, "Man, are you going to sell those?" Hell no. <laughs> and that I can I, 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 I can just understand. But I'm saying as you go into business like as you have a set of gear that's used for a shoot, it helps if you have all the same camera gear. Cuz cuz think mm -hmm. about it like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm to the point where I have all the gear. So when I have my, my team working, I don't want to have to explain where in the menu this is or that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all have the same camera. We all, if I need a battery, I know the only battery he got is the battery for Sony's. If I need a mm -hmm. lens, the only lens we got, I don't want to have to remember to bring my Panasonic batteries and my my um, Nikon glass and I got to pack two of these for the Sony. Now I'm carrying too much. Nah. Let's charge 10 batteries. Let's take three cameras. I know I have the right batteries for the right cameras and the right lenses. Let's go shoot. We all, you know, we all on picture profile, whatever, shooting at, you know, this light temperature and we, all our footage match perfectly. No problems. And it just makes so, life easier. Okay. So do you only do corporate yeah. Or do you do like film set and everything? So my passion is filmmaking. Like like everybody else, I, I like to shoot movies. But but guess what? I shot three or four shorts. Man, I probably spent 10000 per movie. It costs money. And you can't... It's difficult to make money 
with a movie without money. You know what I'm saying? People people say, oh, movies make money. Yeah, but you know, we're talking about a $200 million investment in in a movie that did good. Like if you don't have that, that's not a good idea. You can't just, mm-hmm. you know, people think you You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. People think like you can go viral. Nah, viral is usually paid for. 90, 99% of the stuff you think is viral has been paid to, to be there. Very few things really go viral because social media, I mean, even if you got a million followers on social media, if you can reach a million people every time you post, you can, you can make your own, you can charge your own money for advertising. But you can't. Even if you got a million followers, you can't reach a million people with every post. The companies won't allow you to because that's how they make money on marketing. Why would they allow? You got a million subscribers. Cool. But why would they allow you to reach all one million of your subscribers? What what are they going to sell? Because now Sony can come directly to me, in which they do a lot of cases, do both and say, hey, you released this video about our camera because we know it's going to reach a million people. No, YouTube charged them ad rev. They charged them ad revenue or, or, or for ads to reach a million people mm-hmm. on top of the video to my subscribers. You know what I'm saying? So they will never give you that power. You'll never have it. And you know, that's just a part of their business model. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't thought of it. Like, yeah. um, cause I, I love doing films. Um, I took I took a break. Uh, I'm back. Uh, that was another reason why I came down. I moved down here to, um, to Dallas, mm-hmm. and it's just like I'm I'm ready. It's like I master every equipment that I that I own, and yeah, we we gonna be on set. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be on set now. <laughs> we gonna we gonna make some films. Um, like, if, let's say if somebody's interested in being on your team, how would they go about doing it? So my team, so I have a team that we do a lot of corporate stuff with. Um, and currently we're not we're not hiring right now because I just, mm. you know, I got my guys and they just, man, like, you know, when you work with people for a long time, you don't got to say much. You could just mm. say, hey, this, that, and this, and they own it. Um, and then I usually scale based off the size of the job. Um, right now we're actually doing more flash film Academy and we're kind of outsourcing a little bit. Um, but in the future, we, we definitely plan on, you know, bringing more people on. Like right now we're looking for things like writers, um, just to help take some of the courses. And, you know, I, I like, like I know some writers now podcast platforms and stuff, so I can talk about it forever, but sometimes we need somebody to get the information and say, all right, let me write this and to just, you know, 10 throw punch combo and put it together where I'm not, I ain't going to say rambling, but I can talk about it because I live it. So I can go on and on, but let's mm-hmm. make this as direct and efficient as possible. So writers will help with that. Like we got, we got, we hired our first writer probably about a month or two months ago. Um, and we've been creating content, you know, that's going to go on the platform. Um, and in the future, we're going, we're going to definitely hire more writers. Nice. Now okay. for the movie side, now I again, the good thing about being B2B is you make the money that you can now invest into your movie. 
and you can film that's whatever why you I'm want. Doing it. That's why, and I'm that's doing what it. I do. Yeah, exactly. that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, now I can shoot all the movies I want. I don't care what mm-hmm. they do. I enjoy shooting them. I, I want them to be seen, but I enjoy the process of making a movie. Me um, too. And, and yeah. the good thing about being in this situation, and I tell people who listening, right now is the best time ever to be a filmmaker because well, the gear the gear is cheap, it's accessible, and you have a streaming war going on where the mm-hmm. bar for entry is so much lower. You know what I'm saying? If you shot a movie mm-hmm. in the 80s, you got to pay five movie theaters to get your You got to get either get, or 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 get distribution through Warner Brothers or whatever. I don't yeah. have to do that now. I can I can shoot a movie today and have it on Amazon Prime and Tubi tomorrow and YouTube. So and I don't, Netflix. And Netflix. And, and I get worldwide distribution with no middlemen, but I'm responsible for marketing. Okay, cool. So, you know, it's Hire a great time guy. to be alive. Right. Yeah. If you got the money to invest, definitely. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I always tell people this, like, if you can't invest in your business, don't 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 expect people to help right. you or invest their time in your business because it's not fair for them, you know. Because a lot of people they'll come and ask like, "So I want you to be on my team." Like, okay, and you get them your rate, and I and they're like, "No, you too." Like, come on, right. it, it's just it's 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 about time and and money, you know. It's like, I'll how much you, do you feel like you worth? I'll take you one even further, right? Mm-hmm. often I get people who want, just like you said, they want others to buy their services and they don't know what it's like to make a major investment on their business. Mm-hmm. So how can I, how can I sit across from a, from a business owner that's worth millions and convince him he need to spend $10,000 for me to do what he need me to do. And I've never spent that amount of money or spent a significant amount for somebody to help me with my business. You're not Facts. experienced. You Facts. don't you don't have enough experience to have that conversation. And that lack of experience show is lack of confidence and it shows. Because sharks know when they're dealing with other sharks. Winners know when they're dealing with other winners. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They also mm-hmm. know when they're dealing with losers. And if you've never experienced that, what you're asking him to do, he can tell. Within five minutes. Absolutely. <laughs> and you'll lose the sale on that. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, you, you just, you have to, you need that experience. Or you need to at least understand that your lack of experience there makes you less valuable. So what can we do to strengthen that? Go to your site. That's Sign up. Facts. That's what you can do. Absolutely. <laughs> Flashfilmacademy.com. So, Exactly. I was gonna tell you. I'm like, say it again. Some people who's it, who like, yo, where it? It's flashfilmacademy.com. Go check it out. I mean, the prices is dope. I mean, it's it's just like you learn so so much. Like he like he said. He said he got three courses. He got beginners, uh, medium, and advanced. Yep. You, you know, so he's 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 making it so accessible. Now he got an app too. Like. Yeah. Man, <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you what always happened. People come in and they're like, "I got a business. I've been running. Let me start with the middle course." And they start taking the middle course. And in the middle course, we're talking about stuff that we talked about in the first question. They're like, "Damn, I don't got none of this stuff." Let me go back to the beginning. And they always go back to the beginning. And I tell people all the time, "You're gonna hate me before you love me," because you're gonna realize there were a lot of simple things that were done wrong 
and you're gonna have mm-hmm. to redo them, and it's okay. You and I'm not I'm not forcing you to redo them. It's just once you learn why these steps need to be taken, you're gonna be sitting there like, dang, I should have did all of that. So now I gotta redo it. So now I don't like you, Todd, because I gotta redo all of this. I gotta pay all this money to go redo my LLC and all of that. But I love you because, you know, without learning this, I I, I was setting myself up for failure. So everybody, we the, the going joke when you go into the accountability meetings on Wednesday is you're going to hate me before you love me, but I promise you'll come back. Uh, and people are like, I'm going through that stage of hating you, man. I'm going through that stage of hating you. And then I, they come back the next week like, man, I'm going through the stage where I love you because that information <laughs> made so much sense. And I was all the way wrong. So, you know, it's the truth. And also, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Absolutely, you know, like everybody run. It's it's not a race; it's not a sprint; it's, it's a marathon. It, yeah. You know, everybody moves different. Don't a lot of a lot of people they get discouraged because they see somebody else and they and they're like, man, this person is doing is more advanced than me. This person doing like why? Like, stop yeah. worrying about that person. Worry about you. Like, absolutely. Um, be you be your own competition. Learn how to better yourself. How to uh, incorporate your brand? Because at the end of the day, I always tell people this: Coca Cola. They, yeah, Coca Cola or Pepsi. I think it was Coca Cola. They first sale that within that first year was 15, uh, 15 bottles. Yeah. Eleven of them was from their family members. So, and look at them now. Yep. You know, so just keep going and involving and. And learn how to just get better every year. Don't just settle and just be the be the same. You know, absolutely. Because so. you're gonna have times where it's you're taking little. You go. It's, it's all about a bunch of little steps. Mm-hmm. You're gonna look back and see that you are in the clouds because you're so far up. But it, but it's little steps, little steps. Those steps will get bigger and further apart as you grow. But just focus on the little stuff. Focus on the font on your web, and that's what we try to make you think about. The f- something as little as the font on your website has That's cost crazy. you twenty, thirty, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars this year. S- something as little Man. as your font size. That's mind blowing. Now we add, let's add that in with the other two hundred layers of other things we teach you within the first thirty days, and you know success looks a lot more obtainable. So mm-hmm. it's just about making you, teaching you how to think and not what to think. And that's what we're big on at Flash from Academy. I'm not here to teach you what to think. I'm not here to give you a copy and paste solution. I'm here to make you, to help you take a step back and look at things in a way uh, that will help your business grow. And I think one of the most important thing that I want to, I want to say to you that I love about what you're doing is it's not for everybody. It's, it's it's for like if you really really want to do this, this is the step. Right. You know, like if you're not being successful, you really don't want to do this. So stop doing it. Stop paying your money. You know, for uh, for my classes or because you really don't want to do it. This is not for a hobby. This is for somebody who want to do this for the rest of their life. Absolutely. Everybody can't be the boss. <clears throat> mm-hmm. A lot of people just got to get hired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's. Hey, ain't no knock on it. Everybody can't be the quarterback. Somebody got to run the ball. Somebody got to catch a pass. Somebody got to block. And and you don't you're not any less of the quarterback. Just be good at the position you're in. You know what I'm saying? Like be be a great running back. 
running backs make money too. You know what I'm saying? Like linemen make not money now. too. Well, not now. They ain't making as much. But I mean, <laughs> if I got to choose between being a running back and, and working for UPS, I'm I'm running the ball. Let me be yeah, a running back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll take that. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, you don't have to – everybody's not built for business. Mm-hmm. And people want the money, but that don't mean they want to, they're willing to do what they have to do to get it. And I, the fame. And the fame. I try to get away from them people because they will they will sabotage everything of yours to have what you've worked for. You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't mm-hmm. want to be an engineer. They don't want to get their hands dirty. They, yeah, just, they don't want no legwork. Right. They just want I the want result. Spotlight. Right. They want the spotlight and the result. They don't want to put in the work. I teach you to love the work. The money will come. The money will you'll have more money than you can you know what to do with. And I was I even teach you that that's a problem that you're going to have. What do you do when you start making money? Life is going to change. That's why the very first, the very first chapter talks about life. Who's around Mm -hmm. you? Who's in your support Mm -hmm. system? What to expect when things change? What to expect when you decide to put your head down and go for it? Let's, let's, let's take an inventory of who's in our life and what they offer. Because if you are trying to be successful with the wrong people around you, it could put you in danger. Like you need to think about that. I, and I personally went through a divorce dealing with it. I personally know what it's like, you know, with kids and a family to support and, and having a partner who didn't believe in what I was doing. Even, even, if, even while it was making money, they still didn't believe in what I was doing. Wow. So these are real, especially as, as, you know, these are real conversations that we need to have as men or women in this industry. Your support system is everything. And you need to understand uh, your support system may not understand what you're doing. And they may not even support you until until money start coming in. Then they're going to be your biggest fan. And mm-hmm. you need to realize that that may not be out of an evil place. That may be out of ignorance. That they don't that they don't support you until money come in. It ain't that they're evil and bad. They just may not know any better. So you have to determine whether or not that relationship is worth keeping. My family don't really know what I do to this day. They don't really know what I do. They just know they think I just shoot video and movies. They don't fully understand what Flash Film Academy is. They don't fully understand what Flash Film Media is. They just know I do something. Like if I had to. If you had to put a gun in my family member head and be like, "Tell us what Ty do," uh, I, uh, he he make movies. And they don't really know, and and they want to give advice and be helpful, but you realize they don't really know what you do. Even if you, even if you explain it to them and show them, they just don't get it, and that's cool. Most of them think it's a pyramid scheme, right? That's cool. I can't knock them for that because they're doing everything they can do to show me love and to help my company, to help me. They're showing love the best in their love language, the best way they can. Mm -hmm. And I have to be smart enough to know that they may not mean harm by it. This is just all they got. And they want to be of, they want to be of service to you. They just Mm -hmm. don't know how. So even though the advice that they give you is worthless, Hey, Hey, old cousin, I appreciate you, you know, because you, you want to help me. You just don't know how to help me. I'm not going to tell them that, but that's what I'm thinking. You know, I get people say, oh, you make a little extra money. Go invest in stocks. They think they're doing something. But what stocks? What should I invest in? How should I Mm -hmm. invest in it? 
Am mm-hmm. I looking for a long-term short? Like, they can't really tell you nothing beyond that because they don't know. They've never been there. They've never been where you are, but they want to help you because they love you. And you can't sit back and say, man, this dude gave me four, he gave me bad advice four times. He is of no value to me. I, I don't I don't like my cuz because he ain't, he don't care about me. The truth is you need to understand that he don't know anything about what you're doing. And he's trying his best to be of service to you. So even to you, the information may be level one because I love you like you gave me level 10 information because I know what your intentions were. So in the beginning, we talk about life and and living as an entrepreneur and a, and a family coming from nothing to something. It's important that before we talk business, we have to talk life. Your, your partner dreams aren't your dreams. They're not going to see what you see. They're not going to be as gun ho and as happy about it until it makes money. Then they're going to believe in you. And that's not, it's not a bad thing. It's a life thing, especially yeah, as a man. Yeah, that's how my mom was. Um, before I did my first movie, she, I was like, go to law school, yep. be a lawyer. Like you, when you was a little kid, you always wanted to. Be a lawyer, so I I follow her her advice, and and it was like, and, and then so when she went to my movie premiere, mm-hmm. and she saw the results, she was like, oh, you better not quit. Uh uh-uh. uh, this is something you need to do for the rest of your life. Like she became my number one biggest fan. Absolutely. And when I, like when I have days that I'm like, mom, I don't think I could do it. She like, nope, nope, nope. You work too hard to get to where you at right now. Keep going, keep going. And just to hear her saying that, it's like, oh yeah, she believed in me. <laughs> it feel good. It feel good when yeah, they see your yeah. vision. Yeah, yes. And then and then to have like my son and he like, Grandma, grandma, look daddy on TV. Yeah, yeah that's 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 a feeling that's like it's never gonna get old. I I hey, my my son loves YouTube. He he got a YouTube channel. He look up to my YouTube channel, he be leaving comments, hey dad, hey dad in the comments. So he be <laughs> you know, on this tablet watching me. Um, and I, and I, you know, it, it helps. It, it helps push me along. Plus like I lost a parent back in 2018 to cancer. And one thing you, when you lose Start a parent, loss. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you lose a parent, you feel like you don't have enough pictures of them. You don't have enough of, of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have them. You don't. So, so luckily I recorded my dad a lot. You know what I'm saying? When I was with him, even though he was back in Detroit and I was here. And I had those videos. Those videos helped me more than anything during his passing. And and I and I know a lot of I have a lot of friends and family who don't want to take pictures or don't want to record a video. And I have to remind them it's not for you. Take a picture. It's not for you. It's for those who, when you're gone, that's all they have. So I think about that as I create content. And it motivates me to put out more content because one day when I'm not here and my son or daughter wants more of me, I want to make sure that they have so much content to go through that it'll take them years to go through it. And they'll have an extra two years of me in their life. So, and that's coming from experience. I wish I had more stuff. I recently got an app that creates AI pictures and uploaded, you know, 10 photos of my father so that I can get another 80 AI pictures, which is mind blowing and a great idea. But 
It gave me more content. Even though it's not real, it's something. That's dope. Yeah. Okay. How would you um what what advice would you give a person like they um their job is too demanding, but they also want to follow their their dreams? You got how, how can they balance the both? I guarantee you, if you look in your life, there are some entertainment or some luxuries that you have that you can you can give up. It's gonna take sacrifice. If you have one job and that job is your is your bread and and butter, you may have to live off less sleep. You may have to live off six hours instead of eight hours, so you can put two into building your dream. It's going to take... It's, mm-hmm. If you're not willing to sacrifice anything for it, it's not going to work perfectly with the way your life is set up. We are we are consuming um, creatures. We've, we've been bred from day one to be a consumer. and And we think it's normal to watch this amount of TV or to be up to date. Like you can clown somebody because they ain't up to date on the show because they didn't sit down and waste, you know, 12 hours of their life over the weekend binge watching something you did. We clown people for that. Mm-hmm. We don't clown people for finishing a book too fast. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't clown people for taking a course and, you know, binge watching that course three times to make sure you got it. So I, I think that, you know, in our life, we have to look at, we got to take a step back. And one of the biggest things I try to push is, are you entertaining yourself more than you're educating yourself? And if you are, that is a direct result as to why your life is what it is. Because you rather watch Netflix than, um, you know, you rather watch Netflix than watch a course. Or you rather spend money on Netflix then spend money on a course. You rather buy, a, you know, $60 for Madden, which the only thing that changes is the freaking roster, than to spend $60 on a course that can teach you how to take a different type of photography or business. There are so many choices we make daily that that is a result of where we are that we don't pay attention to. Because they why is not um, big enough or they passion or they drive is not big enough. That's 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 probably why. Some of them, some people just don't know no better. They they weren't raised, you know, rich people who family stay rich, they don't stay rich because they got a bunch of money. They don't stay rich because they they were born into millions. They stay rich because they live a life of learning how to be rich. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, they live a life of understanding what needs to happen for me to maintain this lifestyle. It's difficult going from poor to rich because you have to learn, you have to let go of everything you know and remain trainable so that you can learn how to live that lifestyle. Rich people are brought up understanding what true value is and not brought up, you know, thinking that a shirt is more valuable because the logo is bigger or because it's Gucci and not Nike. They don't, they don't grow up thinking that. Only poor people grow up thinking that. So you have to learn and have the balls to go against everybody around you to be different, to learn how to do something different, right? And if that means not wearing Jordans no more and you wearing Walmart, you know, Skippy 2000s to chase your dream, 
Or Skechers. Or Skechers. Well, Skechers then got high now. You, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. But if you gotta if you gotta wear something less than what the people around you are wearing to be cool, to chase your dreams, you need to have that discipline. A lot mm. of people don't, and that is why they're not successful. Mm, that's deep. That's real deep. When you when you want to be for me, I was that broke. Like I, I my back was to the wall to the point where I had to look deeper in my everyday decision to learn why am I not successful. I tell people all the time, you know, me and a good friend of mine had a conversation of just what it's like to cry as a grown man, because I had in my portfolio I had pictures of presidents. I did NFL work, I had big companies, and I still wasn't able to consistently land clients. I don't understand why. I got all the gear. What am I doing wrong? And I had to take a step back or bring in a consultant to say, look at my life and tell me what I'm doing wrong. Because I don't see it. Mm. I wasn't born to see it. I wasn't brought up in the area that teaches what I need to see. So... You know, I think that people have to be coachable. You have to want to to learn every aspect of what it takes to be a different person. That's why they say the next version of you is going to be a different level. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a different, the next version of you is going to be a completely different person. That next level is, you're going to shed some skin and things you would have died for, you don't care about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The next day or the next level. So I, I think it's so important that we we got to remain coachable. You got to learn these things. Like you, you got to learn what you're doing wrong before you can start doing what's right. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to build it on a bad foundation. You got to learn what you're doing wrong and what, you know, where you are making bad decisions. Because I can get, that's why you can give a person a million dollars. If they got a broke mentality, they'll blow through it. They'll, they'll be poor in another two weeks. They ain't lying. So, Definitely uh, lie. Yeah, it, it's just, you know, we have to be open to learn and we have to be disciplined enough to implement what we learn. Facts. Facts. And that's, that's just what <laughs> growth is. He's preaching, y'all. He's preaching. <laughs> that's just what growth is. So, um, so I'm closing um, up. So, yeah. hi. Where can everybody find you? You can find on me on your social media in multiple Flash. places: Flash Film Academy, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Twitter, which is now X. You can go to flashfilmacademy.com. You can go to your app store and download the Flash Film Academy app. We're everywhere. There you guys. Hey, take y'all. So if y'all want to do this, is that I'm over here downloading the app right now. Hey, <laughs> and, and, and also if. Obviously, obviously, if they're listening, they're podcast people. We have a podcast called Content and Cash, where we talk about these same items. Uh, we, you know, we we drop an episode a week. Oh, you're not on anchors anymore? Yeah, I'm still on there. Okay. Yeah, but we we also, you know, we I, I distribute it to even more places than anchors. So we everywhere. We on, we we on anchor. We on Apple. We on uh, Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. We everywhere. Yep. That's yeah. That's, that's how I got into it. I was like, because before um, I was doing SoundCloud, and then when I got on, I'm like, when I got on you, Anchors, and you was like, where it goes, I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, 
Anchor is the way to go. I love it. Me too. <laughs> they, they're they're trying. Spotify is trying to be the YouTube of podcasts. I respect that. Mm, 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 mm. Well, you guys, uh, Ty, thank you for your time. Um, yeah, you guys. What we talked about this ain't nothing compared when you go on his site. He, he man, is is Ty has always just been fun. Uh, I enjoy doing this podcast with you. Um, yeah, it looks like we might do a, uh, a part two, part three hey, later. <laughs> I'm, I'm always down, man. Yeah, so next year I'm celebrating my fifth year anniversary. Um, so yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm happy. Like I'm, I'm blessed that it's people like you out here in this world. And yeah, just just keep going, man. Like like for real, for real. Like just keep going, cause man, you going places, and you just get. It's like every time I look up, you getting bigger and bigger and better and better, and then. You don't you don't mind sharing the uh, the knowledge and resource, you know. Like most people, they just keep it to themselves. Like no, no, no. This is, you know, <laughs> and just like, hey, you you pay to learn. So, and you like, hey, I teach you. So yeah, yeah. thank you again. But yeah, we gonna we gonna be working together. I guarantee oh, definitely. you that. Man. Yeah, you in Dallas? We gonna yeah yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know why I didn't, I, I didn't think you was in Dallas. You in Dallas? Yeah. Yeah, I just moved it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we gonna we gonna yeah we gonna be doing big things now, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate appreciate the love, everybody. One love, two fingers. I'm out. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.